Gateway, good day to you. It's Wednesday, May 27th, 2020. And this week we've been working our way through this, this idea of trust. And if you're like me, this uh, begins to draw out discomfort. Because once again, if you're anything like me, I've become adept, very good at keeping people at an arm's length. And you might say, well, well Kyle, you're like a, a pastor. I thought it's a part of like your vocational calling to receive people in. You would be surprised at how easy it is to receive people in and yet keep them from your heart. You see, that that's called self-protection. Self-protection as my counselor would say, is, is not living in the gospel. Self-protection is this idea that I can guard my heart ultimately rather than entrust the guarding of my heart to God. And now that, that's not a, that is not a passive reality where I just entrust my heart to God and then I'm, I withdraw. It is rather an active one. Self-protection is an overactive. It's, you might say it this way, it's being overly responsible for the reality of who we are. All this is to say that today, like yesterday and most likely tomorrow, is a difficult day to trust. In part because we show up with the full spectrum of our joys and anxieties and relationships and frustrations and and that's an okay place to be. And yet it's not an okay place to stay because the call of God to us in Christ Jesus is like we said on Monday, to be safe in his love. That that, that is the end goal, is to live out of the love of God. And it takes a great measure of trust and intentionality to get into that space. And so I just... I want to linger here today on the ground of our trust. See, I think for some of us, we have this concept that it comes from relational equity. If I spend enough time with this person, then I grow in my trust based on the growth of our relationship. And there is some correlation to that interpersonally and in our space. But when it comes to God, it is entirely different. And here's what I mean. When you enter into a contract with someone, it's a negotiation. You're saying, I'm going to give this and you give me that. But in the ancient Near East, and we still see some semblance of this thing in marriage today. It's this idea of a covenant, which says, not what can I get, but what can I give? The covenant is the bedrock for trust. It is the place from which we can actually come to God. Jesus, he forged this new covenant. Every time we come together for communion and we take of his, his body broken for us and his blood poured out for us, we're, we're taking in the symbols of the new covenant in the name of Jesus. We're recognizing that Jesus is the truly human one because where he stands, we have fallen. And, and he has actually um, 
taken all of our sin into himself, dying to sin and death, being raised in the power of God. <laughs> like that symbol is not vacant, but it's full of new life. That is the bedrock of our trust. And that is also the place from which we cry out to God. You see, it is a beautiful thing that a covenant brings because trust is not just a place of the warm fuzzies. See, the covenant is broad enough, deep enough, wide enough, firm enough to bear up your frustrations, to bear up your lament, to bear up under the weight of your anger. God can take it because he is not a tyrant. God actually, he makes space for us to bring our laments to him. And lament is not just saying, God, I'm angry that things are not working the way that they are now. And then two minutes later, feeling guilty and thinking that like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just like told God that. And oh, what if he's mad at me? That's the voice of condemnation. That is not of Christ. That is not of the spirit of Christ. No, it's, it's the ability to say, God, your covenant faithfulness, your, your covenant faithfulness says that there will be newness of life. And I'm, in, I'm stepping into this. Where is this newness of life? Or, or, or God, you, you have a heart for the lost. Where are they? It's the space where we can actually cry out in confidence. And so to you this day, in this little daily podcast about drawing us into the heart of Jesus, I just want to remind you and myself that he has the broad shoulders to bear your complaints to bring them to him. He's waiting, he's eager, and he wants to respond. If you're willing to listen. So let us now, let us now actually do that. Allow these words that I'm going to share here with you. Be for you a catalyst into prayer. Allow them to be for you a space where you don't finish praying, but perhaps it's just the space where you begin to pray, where you actually get into God's presence and recognize that, that he, he will not turn from you, that you are secure in his love and that in that place you can bring all that you have before him.